All right, we are back again. Another edition of Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow, our first edition of 2024. Very, very excited. We raise the bar every time we do this, and uh, this is definitely a big, big, uh, big moment for us. We are very excited to have somebody that a lot of people know a lot of different ways, but we're really going to get deep with this brother today. None other than my main man, 100 grand, Milwaukee icon, foodie, former judge, father, a lot of hyphens associated with this man, attorney, DA, all that, all that. <laughs> the one and only Derek Mosley is here with us today on Yesterday. Hey, Biz. Hey, Biz. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Man, this place is nice. It's nice. <laughs> Yes, man. Yes, indeed. It's very nice, man. And we, <laughs> we, um, me and Derek, uh, we definitely we we know each other to some degree outside of this, but we really want you to. Uh, we really excited for y'all to have this opportunity to hear from this gentleman who uh, we all know. I mean, a lot of us know him. He, uh, we see him out here. He's definitely a real gregarious, outgoing, fun guy. You know what I mean? He's not hiding in his crib somewhere. He's definitely out in these <laughs> Milwaukee streets all the time. And uh, we really appreciate you, Dean, man. Thank you for coming through and um, sitting down and chopping it up with us and the hyphen audience. We want to really delve into you as a person a little bit deeper than what we already know. So let's do it. Yeah, man. So uh, how you doing today? Brother? I'm good, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm good. I uh, got up this morning, so that's a start. <laughs> that's a w, that's right, a w right. right and uh, I'm happy to be here because anytime I can do something with you, that's yes. always nice. And... I appreciate that. But yeah, man. Um, so, D man, we appreciate you coming through, man. And we really uh, let's jump right into it. The premise of the sh the premise of the uh, interview is yesterday, today, tomorrow. We talk about our interviewees' past, present, and their future in terms of music, because we know music is is uh, the glue that kind of hold all of this stuff together. A lot of the memories we have. So, let's talk about your memories. You where you where are you from, D? Where are you I from? Grew up South Side of Chicago. South Side. Yep. Yes, so I uh, grew up all in that whole. House music mix. Like that's uh, when I came up. Okay, so I came okay. up during the, when house music was red hot. Frankie Knuckles. Frankie Knuckles. And, yes, yeah, sir. that was that was that was it. I mean, so mm. I don't know if you, you you might know this, but there was a radio station uh, called BMX, mm. and, and BMX it was one hundred three point seven in Chicago, and uh, and also GCI. Um, but BMX had their their they had these DJs like Bad Boy Bill mm, and mm -hmm. Julian Jumpin' Perez Woo. and Tim Spinning Schomer and Woo. they were, and they would just play all these mixes and house mixes mm -hmm. and it's not until later in life that I realized a lot of the stuff they're they're pulling like Kraftworks and all okay, all these yeah, groups yeah. that you did I, I thought mm -hmm. all the music was from Chicago but the beats they used were it was sick all, like almost early sampling it was like, it, it was from it some of that early electronic absolutely music. and um and uh, I got you know I know a lot of brothers a lot of people in general that love house music and it started in the shy and a lot of those that bad boy Bill I remember hearing man. that name way back well not aging us but you know <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's great, man. And uh, and house music. What what um what are your some of your earliest? I mean, you talk about hearing it on the radio, mm -hmm. but but how did that affect you as a young man? Was that your go to style oh, yeah. of music? Like like turn on WBMX or is it other things that no no? So, you? But that was your main. So thing. house was the main. So basically, mm -hmm. every night before I would go to bed, I put on headphones, plug it into this box, mm -hmm. and go to sleep. And I'll go to sleep to mm -hmm. you know every Frankie. <laughs> go to sleep to. Little Louie, go to sleep to all those. 150 BPM. Yeah, right, right, sleep, right, yes, right. It was that's how I slept. I, I can see it being right. It's got a it's got a pulse. It's got a pulse. It. Yes, it, it, it was perfect. So I would do that, but then it was still you know hip hop. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? It was back with the Run DMC. I, I remember going to those concerts. I saw Run DMC. I saw Heavy D. Ooh. Saw Beastie Boys. Ooh. I saw uh, who else did we see? Uh, Eric B and Rakim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll never forget is that I went to go see the concert. It was Run DMC, Beastie Boys, LL. I think it was Heavy D and Queen Latifah. Wow! And it was the night after. Trouble T. Roy died in Indianapolis. Mm. He he was dancing and he fell off the stage. Yes, heavy D's dancer. Yes. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. He fell off the stage and they came on for concert and no one knew what was going to happen. All the other acts played and then Heavy D came out and he was just he started going and then he, he just broke down oh. and 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 everybody just picked up the words and just started singing. Wow. And you could just feel it over. Wow. I mean, it was That's, it was magical. Woo. It was magical. You know, I didn't even know, right? You felt like you know these, you knew these guys, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you heard that that he died, you're like, oh man. And that and um and that was an era where you, I mean, it was clearly not now. You, if you heard about it, you heard about it from somebody. Like it wasn't a news story or anything like that. And um and rest in peace to Heavy D and Pete Rock. Pete Rock, he did the song T R O. Reminisce about you. Yeah, classic. But 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 you know, but remember that 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 was those concerts. Right, I tried Fresh to, Fest. Well, this, so I used to tell my daughters that you would go to a concert and you would see all of them on the same bill. Mm-hmm. I saw Run DMC, Beasties, mm-hmm. uh, LL, Fresh Prince, Ooh. all on the same. The same that yes. will never happen. Oh my gosh! Right, right. It, there's just too many egos now. Yeah. Right, everybody wants to be a headliner, mm-hmm. and so and rap was a, a lot newer. It was new. Yeah, it, it was, was new. The revenue. Money that it is, right is now, now. Yeah. but it was, those are concerts you'll never forget, right? Man. Because those are people that you even today. I turn on, watch the Equalizer, see Queen Latifah running around. Like, I remember <laughs> yes. you. Fantastic yeah. show too. It was really good. We it was. It. It's it was a great show. And that was uh, fortunate. My sister worked for Queen Latifah, so really, yeah, she had her own little TV show. You remember? So my what? sister worked for Rosie O'Donnell first. Okay, yeah, a t- talk show, talk show. Yeah, okay, right. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she was uh, she started off the NBC page, and then mm-hmm. she worked for Rosie. Rosie left. Queen Latifah got a show. She went to Latifah's show. Wow. Okay. So, you know, all those are the people that I grew up with. It was kind of cool to see that is, all that. Man, that is dope. Dope, dope, man. And and uh, and we have a, a, a age now where we could see artists from that era still alive still, now. Still, still relevant. Still doing crazy, you yeah. know, whatever they're doing. We saw Flavor Flav at the, uh, at the Grammys, and we obviously know Will Smith is still out here. Jazzy Jeff still probably one of the biggest DJs in the world. Absolutely. Um, Run DMC just dropped a dope documentary about themselves. So, I mean, you know, we golden era, golden era hip-hop. It really hip-hop, was. You know, it really that, was. Mm, timeless, this man. So so you growing up in Chicago. You listening to House. Yep, House and then early hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, that was pretty much uh, my thing. But then when you get to high school and then you get to college, mm-hmm. then we were clubbing. Okay, and then okay. I went through this like EDM phase. Oh, no. uh, yes, I was yes. like, man, I was like way into it, like Moby and oh, wow, uh, I, yeah. So we already finding out stuff here. That's why. <laughs> yeah, it, know, it, EDM is a it's a it's a, a baby, a cousin of house. It is because you got the bass, you got, got the that beats. Rhythm, that it's rep- the same thing repetition. over uh, the repetition, no doubt. And uh, I yeah, I used to. Those are the those now that was different. That's clubbing all night. Yeah. You know, bar time, club time in Chicago was five AM. Right, right. So you just, you just know, all night club waking up, up sweating, <laughs> dropping twenty pounds in a night. <laughs> it was yeah. And you know, then, then when I got up here, it was it was like the same, you know. I'd go to Club Maryland. Oh and, yes. Remember yeah. Club Maryland? Yes, and then, yes, yes. I remember um, uh, Jack's, whatever yeah, street that is. Yep, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And then um we we just hang out at Clubs like that. That's and, crazy. And then I went through a dude. I went through a phase. I, I'm good. So, I'm, so, I'm loving so, this. So I had I had a a buddy from uh, Miami. 
and he's uh, he's Cuban, mm-hmm. and he introduced me to freestyle. Now, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not not freestyle. Someone just freestyle. freestyle I'm rap. talking like the the Latin freestyle, mm-hmm. like these sappy uh, love songs, like uh, Little Susie, Stevie B, Spring Love, all that. To this day, that music still is it still bumps, right? It still bumps, and so. I, uh, yeah, so I went to the FAs. And so that's something mm-hmm. that, like, so, like, my family doesn't understand that at all. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going around Gee, singing. I don't understand <laughs> No, I feel you. I feel no, you. I, right I, know, I know my Latinas out there are feeling <laughs> yes. it right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, you, you go to those concerts and it's like black and brown. Yes. That was it, black yes, and brown. Man. Yes, sir. And it was just, oh, man, those are what, good old days. Bro, what a time, man. And, um, you know, we, we always talk about back in the day because it's not because it's not relevant it's because it was a dope time yep. straight up and down yep. like this was our youth and uh and and that was the music that shaped us and that's really what we want to delve into today is how that um so okay so we okay we've talked about house music tell me about young young Derek like young you you know first first time being able to you know your mom's cleaning the house that whole thing oh yeah yeah yeah, I mean? yeah yeah and, yeah and uh what's some of your early like you know you know uh you, Early memories of music. Sure. Like if you got to play some music or something as a All right, young so Derek. Tell uh, me I'm sure you went through this. I think it happens in every black family. So so my parents would have people over all the time. Mm. And they would be in the basement mm. and they'd have a record player and you would sit back and it would be everything, you know, mm. from Al Green to Earth, Wind and Fire. And I mean you just heard all those songs. George Benson. Yo, if I had to hear George night. Benson making that guitar <laughs> talk. <laughs> Man, you know, you know, but all of that, <laughs> yes, right? Man. And um, that's what those are my early. Even to this day, I'll listen to a or like, for instance, man, my go-to karaoke song, mm. and I'm gonna make my, my family's gonna turn the, the radio off. Reasons by Earth, Wind, Ooh, and Fire. Boy, hitting, that's my man. I used to hit that Philip Bailey note. I can't hit that no more. Give it a shot, dude. Let me cue it up. No, I can't hit that no more. Oh man! Oh man! But but that's what I grew. Those those are the songs I grew up with, right? Mm -hmm. And even to this day, I'm trying to make sure that my kids hear those that same music. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's heavy. That's heavy. And uh, a lot of Al Green. Yeah, man. And and uh, we talk about that. uh, We talk about this a lot. Like back then, those guys grew up in a school system that handed you an instrument and yeah. gave you a clarinet or a trombone or yep. drums or whatever the case may be. And so all of that music is all trained musicians playing that stuff, which is why it's so timeless. It's not a drum machine or nothing. And, you know, Philip Bailey, I mean, that's, man, that voice is one on one. Man, man, that's you know a whole. Head to the sky. I remember Oh, Head to the sky yes. like that with that crazy oh, yes. 10 second pre Mariah Carey soprano thing. Yeah. You know, that's heavy. That's heavy stuff. So that's what I was curious. I wondered, you know, I always wonder about that because I like you said, a lot of black, we kind of got a lot of those shared similar uh, growing Ex- up experiences, things, right? You know? Yep. Uh, my mom used to have the parties and we had to, you know, it was time when we had to go to bed. Yeah, and we'd be right, like, but, but, you, but you could still hear the music, oh, yeah, right? You could still hear the music. You glasses clinking and, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. That, dude, those are different times. <laughs> those are different times. <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah. So I, you know, so it was that, you know, growing up that, growing up the house, and then I went through this crazy Sade phase. Oh, whew. man! I mean, like Sade was my end yes, all. Yes. She came on the scene and like the world stopped for what, me. Which which Sade? Like you talking smooth first operator? Couple, okay, first Sade. two, first yeah. beginning. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yes, yep, sir. Yep. When they that called was, her Sade, when it was right, Sade. The yeah, R it was. They called her Sade. The hard R. But me and her, I knew her as Helen. We we went on. All right, dude. You all right? You. 
He was uh, he had connections even back then with the Queen Sade, who no. just turned sixty five. Which is birthday a couple days yeah, ago. which is yeah, man, unbelievable. Um, that's interesting because I think um, I I remember when Sade kind of came on the scene, and it mm-hmm. was I couldn't think of what the equivalent would be right now, but I mean that was such a different sound. I mean it was jazzy UK. I mean she set it off for a lot of artists. Absolutely. Uh, soul to Souls and the Amy Winehouses and Cleo Souls and all of them. That real smooth, uh, even killed. Absolutely. Not no real crazy voice. It was just like a perfect voice. Not like yep. I haven't ever he- heard her sing them Philip Bailey notes. No, but no. But, she, but, 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 still, but, but no, she doesn't you know? try to be anything more than who mm-hmm. she is, right? So she stays within her register. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's a register that a lot of people can sing in, mm-hmm, right? You yes, know, yeah. you might not be. <laughs> Tuned well, but, but Sade, we ain't all right, Sade, right, but right, we but all you know in that I mean. bear time, right. for sure. For yeah, sure. I used to know all the words to all those songs. Mm. Have you ever seen her live? Never saw her live, oh, because that's a different concert, right? That's a, that was a money concert. Like we talked about the concerts before with all those acts. What mm-hmm. we didn't talk about was that ticket was twenty five dollars, right? And I saw right. LL, Run uh, DMC, Beasties, yeah. right, for twenty five dollars, <laughs> right. all of them, right? Mm-hmm. You can't get a Coke. For twenty five dollars as a five serve forum going to see Travis Scott, Ooh, right? Oh my God, yes, fourteen dollars for that. Okay, oh, geez, okay. The, <laughs> That's not the, even a commemorative cup. Right. It ain't even a, it, <laughs> you just twisted the top off of Dasani, and I'm. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, we could we could definitely we gonna get into some of that stuff too, D. But uh, <laughs> I like that we can. I know you can speak to these things, but um, but yeah, man, that's dope. Um, so you mentioned. Uh, we talked about you, your high school, and then you came here. So tell yeah. us a little bit. You clearly not. You grew up in the South Side of Chicago. Decided to. Uh, you came to the illustrious came to Marquette, Marquette University. Yep. Side uh, unseen. So never, never Side been unseen. to Milwaukee. No, really. No. Which is something interesting about Chicago because people in Chicago, Wisconsin seemed like it was Canada, right? Mm. It just. I mean, it just, especially if you live on the South Side, mm-hmm. then like anything like north of like Halstead was like, oh, that's <laughs> that's Canada. <laughs> Street, not even the, the city, D. Okay, that's very. But so, I get yeah. that. I get so, that, especially so, back then. Right, and so, um, yeah. But I had two guys that I went to uh, high school with that went there, and uh, they absolutely loved it. So came up, and, and Milwaukee was. I, I first of all, like most people, I wasn't sure there was that many black people. Yes, in, yes. In Wisconsin, and then when, of course, I get here, and I was it's like, not, <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but, on the side of town, I was there were yeah. right. So I was, you can find we know where they are, but it's not a lot. To your point, Dude, right? Go ahead, but bro, but, but yeah. So and then I I just fell in love with the city, mm-hmm. and ultimately met my wife mm-hmm. in school. And yeah. then, shout out and to that, Mrs. Mosley. And, 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 and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. And and. Milwaukee's been home since. So, so being so coming from a city like Chicago, which is what sixteen times bigger than Milwaukee, yeah. you know what I mean? What was did you feel like you were in? a I mean, you eighteen, you a high, you a young dude, super young dude, young man. Did you feel like Milwaukee is on par size, like not physically, but like the entertainment and socially? Did it seem like a way, a step way down at that time? But to you? but but see what what. People don't understand, and, and maybe this is just me and the people I hung out with. Mm-hmm. As big as Chicago is, you pretty much stayed in your side of town, for sure, right? For sure. So it's not like you lived on the south side and you were kicking it on the north Michigan side, Ave, right? 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 You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, sure. and so, yeah. So when you look at it that way, Milwaukee was the perfect size because of the size of the area I would hang out in anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you was just around Marquette University, right? That right. That was the new neighborhood, sure. right? And in, in the Marquette then. That neighborhood was different than the Marquette oh, now, yeah. right? It wasn't a one of Qdoba there. No, 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 no. It wasn't a. No, uh, the, the, it was. Serenity you know, was not. I there lived right on there. 20th in Wisconsin, right? 
And oh, okay. Okay. At yeah. 20th in Wisconsin, back it was I was I was in between Wisconsin and Clybourne on okay. 20th, okay, and so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then, that wasn't like now. You know, Marquette's like bought all that area up, yeah. right? And so it's it's nice. And but when I moved here, it, it, was, it was just a walk. It was like it was a little a, transitional a, neighborhood, right? right, for right? Sure, for I mean, sure. Dahmer lived over there. Yeah. Oh my right? God. Yeah. Right. Man, so, around that time, and, yep. uh, and a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was a little. I don't want to say sketchier, but it wasn't as metropolitan no. and it wasn't as diverse as it, as it is, it is right now. Right. For right. Sure. For Ex- sure. Absolutely. Man. And uh, so you you come to Marquette and. Um, what, what what were your? I mean, you know, we we both have daughters. Yours yeah, yeah. Is in college, mine will be there in a few years. Oh, stop! She'll you know be there. I mean? But um, what was that? Uh, what was that transition? I mean, well, I'm really into this transition from Chicago to Milwaukee. What was it like? Yeah. You know, of course, you you know, after a while, every freshman get their feet under themselves. What kind of stuff? You said you were clubbing, but what was college like? So after you got into it a little bit more. You know, so once, once I got to deciding? once I got to school. Here, you know, I would still go home on the weekends because mm-hmm. the Hiawatha, the train oh, yeah. between Milwaukee and Chicago. And so, you know, I only knew people I just met in school, so I didn't have that. All my friends were still down in Chicago. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so my first year, um, I would go back on the weekends because, I mean, home is where the heart man, is. let me tell you, <laughs> there was getting on the Hiawatha after your last class on Friday, you hop on the Hiawatha, you're heading down. Put my headphones on. I had like the soundtrack that the songs hit right when I was right when I hit right to Union Station. Another song would hit, and I knew I was home. And then it was my boys would pick me up, you know, at the uh, at the Union Station, and then we just kick it back to the back yeah. home. That's dope. That is dope, dude. And yeah, it's so close, man. It's like it's uh, and that's one thing we I think about like when. A lot of people I know when they go away to college, sometimes you go to North Carolina and you can't come home on the weekend and that mess with you. And next thing you know, you're home for, for good, good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so that I, I like that you looked at it that way. And you could go home. I, I lived in Madison for a few years, did the same thing on the bus. And then eventually I was like, I'm staying in Madison. I get it. I'm, I got my own feelers around here now. And But uh, that's how Milwaukee was, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you meet your group, you meet people and uh, – you know, and Milwaukee was the kind of place where, and you come from Chicago, so if your name wasn't like Daly or, you know, you if you didn't have any connections, you weren't going nowhere. Right, right, right. You weren't really going anywhere. But here was different, right? So I got here and, and you know, got hooked up with people. You meet new people and, you know, you could make things happen without knowing anybody, which wow. was... Which is was unheard of in Chicago. That is dope. And, and that's something that you definitely have done. So you, so you... You at some point throughout the process of being a Marquette student, you decide you're gonna go to law school. Yeah. Correct? Well, then, yeah, I went to law school here at Marquette. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And and um and then so you you done with law school, you know your way around, you clearly ingratiated with the community. Yeah. What did you uh what and you uh you know you met your wife and you starting to branch out a little bit. Yeah. What were those? So what, were you, what kind of music were you listening to? This is funny Sorry. because this is um and I say this to this brother every time I see him. So I didn't know the radio station or anything like that, but I was there was like there was an AM station in town, and Homer Blow was on. Mm. Homer and, Blow and, and Homer Blow would just he would play the music that kind of got me mm. through law school, right? Because it was music I liked to hear. He, right. And it was just it was every time I see him, I tell him that. That's I'm like you helped me get through law school. Legend, I tell him that every time I see him. Shout and so, out to the legend, Homer right, Blow, man, right. And so uh, yeah, so that after I. After I graduated, I, I got a job as a DA. I was assistant DA here in Milwaukee. And then I went through that phase of, you know, I think, was that my, 
I think that might have been. I still had my EDM days oh, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might, yeah. I still might. I might have been. <laughs> you was pulling into the parking lot with that Moby on blast. Well, let me turn it down. Let me turn. Who's that up? Let me turn this down a little bit. Hey D, what's up? But but yeah, no, that's wild. That's dope. Yeah, that's really. But uh, yeah, still never lost hip hop. Was still listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had this wide range. So hip hop, house, um, uh, EDM, freestyle. Uh, gosh, you you name it. I, I lived, my dad really pushed the blues on me and jazz on me. Nice, man. And so I listened to a, a, a little jazz music. Mm-hmm. I really fell in love with the instruments and hearing mm-hmm. those sounds. I couldn't play any instruments, but I loved the sound of the instruments, and yeah, he made man. me appreciate it. Like, we would listen. This is one of my favorite uh, memories of my dad. We would sit. And I got a lot of dad music memories, but yeah, man, but 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 uh, one of them I remember is we, we'd sit and listen to it in the radio while we're driving, and he would ask me, Tell me every instrument you hear. Mm. And so I do this to this day. I'll listen wow. to a jazz music. I'm like, oh, I think I hear you know, I hear the rhythm section. So I hear the, the drums. Right, right. I hear wow. you know, I hear a little guitar, I hear a horn. Mm. Is that an oboe? You know, you like it's like you know, and, and so was that a, a bassoon? Right, right. That's that's dope, though. That's right. really dope. And, and so that's a memory I, I really remember all the time. And I, I try to do that with my girls, like we're in the car and we'll listen to some jazz. I'll say, Hey, what do you hear? What instruments do you hear? Mm. And then uh, another thing is wow. my dad had this 10 speed bike. And I was a little, little kid in Chicago, and we would ride around the city. We'd just ride around. Mm-hmm. And I would sit on the, the middle uh, oh, the, bar. Yeah, like, uh, right, like the 10-speed yeah, bike bar. Yeah, I was, bar I would, my, my legs would be on the side. I would sit on it and hold the, uh, the handlebars, and he would ride the handlebars. And he had a little, like, radio he got from Radio Shack. Oh, wow, the transistor. Transistor right, radio, right? right? Mm-hmm. And we'd be riding, and he, the, the song that I always remember coming on at the time was like, Louie, 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 Louie. You remember that? Yeah, uh, uh, Who's singing? Louie, 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 Louie. I can't remember the name. Oh, my phone is. Oh, I know, I, I know. But that was a recording. jam. Yes, and, and yes. I just remember just zooming through the streets of Chicago, listening. Oh, and it was man. just, uh, you know, like you say, music has these this way to put you in a man, place that. Yes, and, and, um, and, and I always think like memories. Like you might not remember. What you and your dad did while y'all was on the bike, you might not remember going to Walgreens. Or what we talked about. But you remember the music. Music. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I tell my kids this, like, so many groups I literally associate with, like, a physical place. Like, I associate Outkast with 20th and Walnut for some reason. Ah. I must have been sitting at a light, and I think I heard, I think that was the first time I heard they second elevators, they second album. Didn't think nothing of it, but for some reason, when I think Outkast, I associate them with a physical place, and I do that a lot. It's kind of weird, but I think it's just the memory of the music, man. You yep. Know? And, I I, uh, I, I got the same thing because we we would come in. I told you I take the train coming in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Debbie Deb. Uh, yeah, when I hear music, it makes me dance, mm-hmm. and all these uh, oh. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that's, just, that's, it, it just, it, see, I was, I was like a little club kid. So you go. And, and them songs, man, the, the songs of our youth always stick with us, which is kind of why I hope these kids appreciate what they have right now. Because <laughs> I, hope I, hope I hope it had the impact on them like it does on us. You yep. know what I mean? We old. I mean, I'm sure, I remember my mom's. Saying what is this? What is this crap on the radio? So for us, oh, to be yeah. saying it's our same the same thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's part of the deal. I, you know? I, even though my dad loved Kumo D, yeah, he did. Okay, he my, did. And my mom, the concerts you talking about, my mom took me to those. Yep, because my mom was only eighteen years older than yep. me, so she was into this stuff at that time. And you know, you, that's when you 
took your kids. I saw Run DMC and the Beastie Boys at the amphitheater with my mom when I was like 12 or 13 or something. You know, no, never forget. Never, never forget. forget it, never know? forget it. Um, that's super but, dope. But you're right. It's the music. The music keeps yes. it all together. Calms the savage beast, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so, so D, you working in the... You DA's are, office. DA's that, office. Yep. EDM is in the, on the playlist yeah, along with all, all, all the other stuff. stuff. All I, the, I, I, whatever. You saw popping. my playlist. It was like, it was crazy. And, and that's what we. That's, I think that. I think that only adds on to life. You yep. know what I mean? Just listening to hip hop all the time. Uh, your perspective ain't gonna be the same if you when you listen to Debbie Dab and, and some of these a- other things and absolutely. jazz. And all. I mean, we. You know. I mean, that's why. I heard, that's funny you say that. So my roommate in college. Uh, uh, white white dude mm-hmm. from a suburb of Chicago, and he like was into like Foreigner oh. and uh, Led Zeppelin, mm. and these are all these acts that I n- didn't hear growing up because I was the oldest. Okay, yeah. And so that's all I heard was what I listened to. Right, there's nobody. <laughs> normally, like, oh, my older brother listened to this. For sure. But I was the you older was, brother. You was the ox. Right, you right. Was the ox. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. And so, and so he introduced me to all that that I had never heard before, mm-hmm. like the Eagles and all that Ooh, stuff. And, yes. and I fell in love with that. So it was just this evolution of yeah, music man. that made up. That's uh, you know, I mean, that's interesting because us as black men, black people, we always. It seemed to be this thing that we can't listen to that kind of music. And right. I always remember at the same similar age to you when I got in college, that's when I discovered some of these bands that I would never listen to and I still love them to this day. Led Absolutely. Led Foreigner. Yep. You know, white acts, which I hate to make say that because it all comes from black music to some degree. And but um yeah, man, that's that's important too. Having that kind of influence only make you appreciate right. the music that you really like even more. You know what like I mean? Like I said, and, you know, all, all the Latinos I hung out with. Yeah, man. All the freestyle. Yes, man. And then, and then even as you get later, then it was like Elvis Crespo and Suave Mente hey, and all that. Mente. I would have never heard that. I would have never a heard that. But I would have never ever heard ever. of that. And, and don't let me don't even sleep on Lisa Lisa and the Cult. Oh jam. my God, that was one of my first right? crushes. Bro. Cru- well, that's first everybody's crushes. first crush. <laughs> yeah. Wonder if I take you home. Right? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't. I'm scared to go. No, but isn't that great though? You 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 have these. That's why I always preach all the time about intermingling with people that you don't have daily contact with all the time. That's the mm-hmm. problem with our world today is that we stay within our own and we don't mm-hmm. learn anything more than what everybody else around us does. We all right. look alike. We all talk alike. Yeah, man. And it just seemed different growing up where, like I said, I hung out, hung out with my friends who were Latino, hung out black friends, white mm-hmm. friends. And that's how I got this musical yes. um, like library of music mm-hmm. you would never have thought of. I went through this like Metallica phase because yeah. of my roommate. <laughs> right? Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets, uh, man. Yes, yes, man. I, I mean, I would... That, nobody else was listening to it who was black when I was growing nah, up, but dude, that was... It's interesting. I went to um, Samuel Morris Middle School, which is now a, a Hmong school on 84th right off of Hampton. Oh, Hapa. Yep. Yeah, man. And um, the only... Bro- it was one brother in my... Andy Freeman, if you out there still alive, bro, but he was a black dude, and he used to wear all... He was a hardcore metal dude. And, and you know, I'm sure he got a lot of gruff for that, back, yep, I mean, yep. back then, but he stuck to that. And then as I got older... I started hearing Metallica and started hearing suicidal tendencies and was like, dude was on to something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, this, was not, this ain't no, I mean, it was it was crappy rap out back then. I, you know what I mean? I'd much rather, I think that stuff would uh, inform my palate even more. But it speaks to the fact that it make you appreciate music even more. I'm watching the Grammys last week. Uh, Billy Joel was up there. Mm-hmm. I love My mom used to play Billy Joel all the time when yeah. I was a kid. Um 
Uh, I remember him saying, some of your head on fire and your eyes too bloody to see. I used to be terrified of that when I was, <laughs> I thought that was the scariest <laughs> shit in the world. But now that I'm older, I, you know what I mean? That's, yep. And I would have never got that if it yep. weren't for somebody else. So I think shout out to everybody else's influences. And being open to it is, is important, too. Like, you know, turn that shit off. We get that a lot. But no, I'll turn that up. Let me hear it, even if I don't like it. Or if, you can still take something from it, man, you know? Absolutely. <clears throat> So, okay, so you in the DA's office, yep. you you uh, listening to everything listening at that to point. Everything yep. we got all of the all of the different styles, and you you really learning your way around Milwaukee. Um, eventually, you became a judge. I don't know if everybody know. We all know that judge, right, Mosey, right. But talk to us a little bit about the transition from DA's office in those years, and I'm sure you was starting a family. Things start yep. start growing personally and professionally. Talk to us a little bit, and I'm sure a lot of. People out there, a lot of aspiring attorneys and law students. So hopefully, y'all listen. How does that? How does that work for you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, almost everybody who's a, a prosecutor or a DA thinks they could be a judge, right? Mm-hmm. You spend your whole time in court, and you get assigned to judges. So you were mm-hmm. with a judge for a year or two, then okay. you move on to the next judge, or they rotate more or less. Okay. You mm-hmm. you stay there, but they rotate, mm-hmm. and. You, you just say, I could do this. I can do this. Because you were rounded enough. You were rounded enough. I said, I could do what you're doing. I could do what you're doing. And so, um, but that's what was great about Milwaukee, right? I didn't know anybody. It wasn't like, you know, I came from a family of lawyers or, mm-hmm. you know, my family had a name here. I didn't have any family here. I was mm-hmm. the only one here. Wow. And that's what I loved about Milwaukee because you could just make it on who you were and what you did. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I said, back in Chicago, I had to be a daily to know somebody or, or, or somebody, somebody, right, to, yeah. to get in that connection. But here it wasn't like that. That's dope. And so, and then when I was in, uh, when I was in in the DA's office, I went, I met like all these like POs, like really good friend, mm-hmm. one of good friend, Mark Fennessy. Mm-hmm. He was a PO at the okay. time. And, yeah. and we'd all hang out and, he went to school. He went to HBCU, so he went to Morris Brown. Mm. And so he was like, oh, man, it's all about Atlanta, right. like all about Atlanta music. And he was just like, oh, you know. Wow. Outcast, a lot of things at that Outcast time. and uh, Little John mm. and Youngbloods. Oh, wow. And, okay, yeah, man. And, and we would just sit back, and that was it. It was all the snap music, right? right. Uh, snap your fingers. Yeah, yep, yep, right. that was it. That was it. Yeah, man. So that's interesting. I think about this sometimes. So you got – Judges, uh, DAs, POs, police, yep. all of y'all seeing each other quite yeah. often. Right, because you, you battled during mm-hmm. during the day, during the week. But on Fridays, everybody went to the same that's, bars, that's right? And we wondering. just have drinks. And then we're like, let's let's go hit. hit we all in the same boat. Let's go to the bar around the corner. And and so you and a, 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 a prosecutor that you may not be of the best of friends with or, what, or nothing like that. Or not professionally speaking but right. then when the, when it's time to clock out everybody oh yeah out like together. a public defender right so right. like mm-hmm. defense attorneys right so prosecutors hung out mm-hmm. and in the court you and the defense attorney are fighting right. at it mm-hmm. but as soon as it was over with you know we were like what are we going to do tonight we're going to yeah, go okay. right cuz we all had a job to do but after the, after the job was over I, we're still people right, right so we right. go out and hit it and we used to man there were so many places there was a place it was called the French Quarter and you now, you probably don't, you probably don't know because it was, racing. yeah, yeah, you probably don't know. <laughs> this is, a, it, this is one of y'all. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was on the, it was on First Street. Uh, when water becomes First Street, as you get towards when you cross National. Okay. And it was okay. just across National, just south of National on First. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building's still there, but it was owned by these Latino dudes. On the, uh, on the east it, side of the street. East side yes, of the street. I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. Yep, yep. And we would go in there, like this group we talked about, like the POs, the cops, the <laughs> DAs, and it was a DJ, and that's and it would be all it'd be they go through these sets where it'd be like all like uh 
Black Rob and mm, okay, all yeah. Diddy stuff. <laughs> and then they went to Atlanta. Yeah, and then they went to this like hour of all like Gypsy Kings Ooh, and um, wow. like Elvis Crespo and, mm. and all that. And you would just listen to all of that music in this place. We would go every single Friday because wow, it, it was man. just the spot. I remember, um, I, uh, geez, what's my guy's name? Dion Polk. Used to be yeah. an officer, yeah. a police officer. Dion was a bailiff. Okay, yep. In I the went course, to high yep. school. Uh, he was a little older than me. I went to high school with him. But I remember seeing him there as an older guy. You know what I mean? Yep. Once I got a little older. But that was years ago. That is dumb. I remember the French Quarter, man. Yep. That was crazy. Yep. Somebody need to do a – well, I guess we could. Somebody need to uh, <laughs> dig in. Th- I mean, and I know a lot of people do. Bobby Tanzio, shout out to him. A lot of people yep. do this history of, history of Milwaukee nightlife. But, like, a different perspective would be dope. But that's another story. But, I remember when they were <laughs> dancing on the tables at Timers. Do you remember that? Oh, Timers. Remember Whoa, Timers? Bro, yes. Yeah. Wow. People uh, dancing on the yeah. – there's a line to get in mm-hmm. just so you could dance on the tables yeah, at this yep. place. Yeah. You're standing outside in the line. Like, looking looking in the window because oh, you can see him in the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, First yep. and national. What a time. What a time, man. Jeez, D, man. This is dope. This is really dope. Okay, so – so um. Eventually, you become a judge. Yep. And um, yep. what? How does that? What is that like for you? As you know, you used to be over here with these people, and now you a judge. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you get a lot of different people may treat you a little differently because they know you a judge, or do they not? Like, no. what is what is what are your early yeah, yeah. days as a judge like? Yeah. So uh, early days of realizing how much you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So you thought you know everything and you knew everything, but once you get on the bench, you realize there's so many different facets more than just sitting there on the bench talking mm-hmm. to people. Because once you get off the bench, you know, I mean, when you're a judge, I we literally get 50 letters a week mm-hmm. from people in prison and jail, and mm-hmm. you know, saying, "Hey, I, 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 you individual." Yeah, yeah, they write wow. them right to the court, and mm-hmm. then you go through them, you read them, and they ask, like, "Hey, I, you know, I think I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I can." revisit my sentence and I can get out. And you get letters like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, people don't tell you that part. They tell you about, I got the part when I'm there is you and me, we're talking, we're talking about what you did and I issue a sentence. That part mm-hmm. is easy. Right. It's the it's the decisions you have to make not on the bench, right? Oh, wow. And so those that was the hardest part. And I became a judge at 31, Ooh, which was crazy. Right, because well, because then it was young. Now, mm-hmm. now there's it's been this push common. for... For younger yeah, judges, which is good because you, you revolutionized the, the thing, dude. right? You right, revolutionized right. But, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 when you get there and you're 31 and your colleagues are 51, mm. you know, or 60, you don't have a lot in common. So it wasn't like I was out hanging out with judges right, right. after work. I was hanging out with the DAs right. and public the defenders just that got I got out of school. Not the, too long the people ago. I hung out with when I was a DA in public, mm-hmm. you know, working with the public defenders. So I didn't hang out with the judges because we it were different old, generations. Like your dad, dad's age. But they're different not. generations, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was trying to do Jaeger bombs, and they were like, <laughs> "I'm gonna have a scotch," right? And we, we, we were just, we were just. My man, Red Bull and Vodka <laughs> over here with. Uh, I'm so, see, I feel you though. That's, yeah. So that, we had that, it was a different dope, vibe. Though. That's yep. I think. Um, are you? Are there? Are you the youngest black judge in yep. Milwaukee? I History was. In Milwaukee? Yeah, I was the youngest at the time I became a judge. Let's, you know, go, yeah, I'm 31. Let's go, D. That's and, amazing. And, but, you know, now there's been this push for younger judges, which is great because mm-hmm. the world changes, right? Yes. And I think what happened, you know, we went we went paperless. Mm. And so, you, you know, if, if you've done your whole life and you're writing stuff, when, let me tell you how, how different it was. I got to the, the courthouse and I had a, um, I had a, a like, administrative assistant and I had to uh, do motions, like 
my my rulings, like I rule an emotion, mm-hmm. and I would send it, give it to her, and she would type it up. Well, that didn't make sense to me because I typed pretty fast, okay, right? Because I grew, you know, I, I used yeah, computers you, when I was sure. right, and so I would never g- give it. And I remember the first day I got there, she was like, "Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna do. A, I'll type all your motions up and any letters you want to send out to people." And she's like, "And right here is your dictaphone." I'm like, "My." Dictaphone, <laughs> and, 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 and so you know she would just, they were like yeah you just just say what you want and I'll type it up, and it was weird. Abiz, let me tell you. So I, I would be like, um, so my ruling on this case right now, comma is blah 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 blah. Period, and like that. That's you how you to had to talk. The, you, you have, have to, to say it, say right? And wow. she would listen to that in headphones and type it as I said it, and I just like I don't need this. Right. I can just can type. My own letters, right? And so that's the, that was the difference. That's that kind of thing. And now we're paperless. Completely. And now we're completely paperless, right? So <laughs> I remember right when I left the bench, I would just get on the bench with a laptop. Mm-hmm. Before, it would be like you walk into the courtroom and there would be a stack, like 100 files. Oh, man. Paper files. You had right. to open them up, read, read through it. <laughs> now I go with a laptop, open it up, hit the button, the whole file's in front of me. Mm. Technology. Yeah, technology has changed the game. And so- you need people, judges to get younger, right? Because right? there weren't people around going to dictaphones anymore, right? <laughs> right? That people are, are retired. I just said dictaphone, and people were like, what is a dictaphone? <laughs> right, they had to uh, spot, uh, not spot Shazam, <laughs> but uh, Google. Google dictaphone. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I had to think about that one. I kind of thought I knew what you were talking about, uh, court stenographers and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Do they still use yeah, we, they still use court reporters? Yeah, mm. so uh, in municipal court where I was, we don't use court reporters. In mm. fact, we have a – there's an app – where as I'm talking to you right now, you see words on the screen okay, as you okay. type, right? Mm-hmm. Like Google speech right or whatever it's yeah. called. Chat GPT yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, in circuit court, they, they still do use the mm. court reporters because they, they have a huge, it's a huge service. And there was a time where people were like, oh, no one, we don't want to use court reporters anymore. But it seems like now there's like people asking for more and more court reporters. Yeah. Because when you have like the Google speech, you just thought, you know, because, you know, you remember in the, you, you see a trial and they're like, uh Read that back to us. And right, then she, yeah. it would look <laughs> down and say, he said, blah, 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 right? <laughs> it's on the screen. You're like, I don't have to read it back to it. me. I see it right there, right? And I, so, I, I, matter of fact, I'd rather just read it than listen to you. Right. Yeah, right. You and know? so, but, you know, there's been this push now for back to court reporters because they have a, I mean, what they do is, it's magic, it's a, man. Yeah. It's like wizardry. I don't understand if, it. If they, if it's a, a degree associated with it, it must be like next level. It's you know wizardry. And they, uh, they do well. They make, Nice, nice yeah, coin. They make yeah. good coins. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you didn't want to divulge the dollar. Well, well because a- after they do all that, you know, you would need it to be printed up, mm-hmm. and they charge you to print that up. And they got to be accurate. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but they're all or... yep, they're all accurate, which that is, is dope. which That's is dope. okay. So, all right, so you um, you a municipal court judge, yep. and you finally get to a point where. Um, how many how many cases do you think you tried in in your years on the bench? Oh my goodness! If you had to take a guess, yeah, because you know <laughs> municipal court's high volume, so mm-hmm. you you could do you could have scheduled on your. When I first started, we were doing there's three municipal court judges mm-hmm. when I first started, mm-hmm. and between the three of us, we were doing 160 thousand cases a year. So just to put that just puts it into wow. perspective because we we're high value, remember? Because we right. did everything from it. as minor as a parking ticket, mm-hmm. all the way up to assault and batteries, uh, some minor drug cases, stuff mm-hmm. like that, right? 
And so, you know, I mean, there ain't a person listening to me right now that ain't never got a parking ticket. Right, for sure. Right? And, <laughs> and let me tell you, I've done all kind of cases as a DA, as a judge, you know, misdemeanors, felonies, whatever. Mm. Nobody fights like a parking ticket person. <laughs> right. They will fight to the death. You know, and it's always the same thing. It's the principle right. of the it's whole not thing. The $68. <laughs> it's the, it's the <laughs> principle. I'm like, oh my goodness. Do you, um, did you, when you, so you're doing, wow, that's 50,000 cases a year. Do the math, yep. y'all. Do the math yep. at home. I, I can't do it right now. But so, so you, you obviously, over that course of time, you clearly get to know what Milwaukee is like. Oh, yeah. Intimately from, yeah. from that aspect. Did, did, how do you, did that have any impact in you deciding to leave from the? Well, I guess I'm. Well, 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 no, what? no, that's a great question. So, um, w- what you said makes sense, but it didn't really happen that way. So, when I was a prosecutor, I wasn't from Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, I did all I knew was the area around Marquette, mm-hmm. right, and maybe the east side. And what you saw on the news, right, right, right. But, that, <laughs> but, but I didn't watch the news really right. then. Right? I really didn't watch the news. Good, good choice. And, and, and so, and so. <laughs> But what, what, what I didn't know much. So when an officer comes in to your office and your, your DA, he hands you this police report. Mm-hmm. You look at it and it says, on the 2900 block of North Palmer, this happened, mm-hmm. right? And the 2900 block of North Palmer meant nothing to me. Right. It was just numbers and a street name, mm-hmm. right? But then I started this unit called the Community Prosecution Unit, where we put prosecutors in the community to get to know the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I was assigned to Harambe and the Williamsburg Heights neighborhood. They're right up against each yeah, other. Yeah, Williamsburg yep. Heights is a. It's just it's just west of Harambe. Okay. So Harambe was like from North Avenue to Capitol, mm-hmm. uh, Holton Green Street Bay, to Holton. to Sixteenth. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. And then Williamsburg Heights picked up from there. Okay. Right. And so those are my two neighborhoods. And so when someone said the twenty nine hundred block of North Palmer, I was like, Oh, that's Miss Jackson Street, mm-hmm. right? Because you were vested. Now you got a little yes. Right. That's, that's... And so that changed everything for me because then you understood. The neighborhood and the neighborhood was beautiful. Mm-hmm. There was a woman I can't remember her name now, but she owned like eight, nine, or ten houses on. Boy, it had to be maybe Palmer. Mm-hmm. It may be Palmer. That part of Burleigh and Palmer right. area in Harambe, mm-hmm. and they're all all the houses that she owned on that block. She painted these bright colors like purple mm-hmm. and red and green. Okay, and she called them Grandma's house. Okay. And she was like everybody's grandma and uh, and all the kids and, yes. right and all the kids <laughs> would go to her house and and hang out and that block was on lock because mm. no one messed with grandma's house. Even the hardcore about to say, bangers they <laughs> right, were like no right. no nah, nah, we ain't going to mess with grandma's house, right? Man. And so yeah, things just were different like that. Yes. And that's how I learned this city. Mm. And I mean, old heads who would, would talk to me, take me to boobies and take oh, me wow. in, in, yes, into Terrans. It wasn't, uh, well, we call it Terrans, but it was called Savoy. Right, yeah. Yeah, right uh, there on Locust. And people, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we would go there and like, so boobies, which is now called, um, it's now, what is it called now? Ah, man. I don't know. I can't remember, I but mm-hmm. um, but now that's a spot where like when I when I was coming up, that's where the black professionals hung out. That was so the great. black doctors, lawyers, accountants, mm-hmm. they would go there after after work, yep. and so you and, would uh, interact. Fish. I remember they had the fish, the yep. food there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and, and oh, the fish. The, yeah. man. <laughs> but and, and then Savoy's had the wings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so so those were the spot. And that was back, you know, then again, nineties, right? Yeah, like 90s. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it was just. 
It was a different time, but that's how I learned the city. And and uh, that's dope, D. And I and, and we talk about this amongst ourselves here. I mean, Milwaukee is Milwaukee's black community is robust and huge, but it's really a small. It you is. know what I mean? A small yep. community, a lot of connectivity amongst amongst people, and you find yourself. You know, grandma's house and and meeting different people and hanging out in different neighborhoods, which give you a different perspective on Milwaukee. Absolutely, and Absolutely. and and trying all of these cases and dealing with people in Milwaukee, I'm sure gave you a a deep deep affinity for Milwaukee. So, so um, tell me a little bit about little pivot here. Talk yeah. about you. Um, you are a huge. For anybody that follows Derek on social media, my man is knee deep with a lot of different with the culinary scene yeah, in the area. Yeah, yeah. How did you? I mean, obviously we all love food, but how does how did that how did blossom into what it is now? I mean, I know a little bit about it. I know we all freak. Everybody goes to a bunch of restaurants, but how did you foray in, into like being a? Uh, I almost want to say a like a foodie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah so a, a, a voice in the food scene in Milwaukee. So I'm gonna credit that to three chefs in town. Okay. Okay. So. Um, the first chef is a, a, a man by the name of, well, who, I don't know who I should start with. Um, In no particular I start order. with Thomas. No particular so, order. so Chef Thomas Hawk, mm-hmm. he he owned a restaurant called Circa 1880, mm-hmm. and it was on First Street, and that was my jam. Mm-hmm. And he was the first person when I walked into the restaurant that I was eating food that I'd never, because he was doing something on a whole other level yeah. with food that I, mm-hmm. and he would like, hey, well, come on back into the kitchen, take a look. I'm gonna show you what we're doing. Wow. And he was the first to do that. And so he got me on that. And then Dave Swanson, he's at Braze. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Braze has this, uh, there's like a kitchen and there's like a counter at the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And you can sit there and see them do their stuff. And, and Dave would sit there, Chef Swanson would sit there and make these dishes. And while he's making them, talk me through them. Mm. And so you get to hear what's going on. And the third problem wow. is uh, probably Chef Leon, Greg Leon yes, over sir, at Amalinda. Yes, and, and he's sir. another one who was just like, oh, you want to know? Come on, take this. Mm-hmm. Take a look at this. Or, you know, uh, Kieran, my, my youngest daughter, she was like, likes food mm-hmm. and, um, and, and and thought about maybe she might want to be a chef. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, well, tell her to come on in. I'll show you everything. And just that scene. Yes, man. Right? And that wasn't happening elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't finding chefs in – other cities like in Chicago saying, yeah, well, come on come back on to back. my kitchen, right? right? We know and you come here Let's a lot. talk about it, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so that changed everything. And then mm-hmm. once that happened, then you started meeting more chefs and then learning more about restaurants. Appreciating and, how and the behind the scenes. Behind the you scenes, I mean? right? Like, how the, what you got in front of you looks this way for a reason. There was mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. in that, right? <laughs> yeah, man. And, 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 you know, it's uh, it just made me pr- appreciate it. So I met more and more people and then – Social media hits, mm-hmm. and then now you're able to take pictures of food, yes. put it on there. And I just started doing that because as as much as I love Milwaukee, mm-hmm. social media gave me the, the image of Milwaukee that I knew the most, right? So mm-hmm. I had you, – you're probably like me. Mm-hmm. Social media. I've got like, let's say, 5,000 friends, mm-hmm. right? 2,200 of them are white. Right, <laughs> right, sure. right, and twenty two hundred of them black, right, and six hundred dollars, and six hundred dollars Latino or whatever, right? and, or Asian, and all that in the mix, right, other, right, other. And, and and those groups don't connect. Mm. So I would be mm. friends there and friends here, but we didn't have; they weren't mutual friends, right, right. right. No. And so I thought, what if I use my social media at black places so that white friends would be like, man. Mm-hmm. And then, then you then you fight you start hearing people like you know no racial but uh, where's the best fried chicken in town right <laughs> you know and I'm just Where like can I get some shrimp and grits <laughs> right, right, right and so and so yes, so I'm like yeah 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 so and that's how 
you know, things. So, right. you, so you looking at this as a being a connector, right? Not, not trying to get free meals. No, now, no, like, no. I can literally, man. That's but that's what you want to do because service. Because I when I first moved here. It wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. When I first moved here, like the high class restaurant was a restaurant called Grenadiers. Oh wow! It was like this English restaurant. Yeah, where it was, was over that? there on uh, uh, the Milwaukee Bar Association is currently in this uh, spot yes, right now. Um, it's Zarletti over there. Well, um, no, it's not that far. So mm. it's not on Milwaukee Street. It wasn't on Milwaukee. Uh, it's by it was by yeah. the Milwaukee Athletic Club. Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. like Broadway. Yeah. I think mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. and so. That was the spot. But that wasn't my spot. It was an English restaurant. Right, right. And, you know, it, it was kind of stuffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, I mean, if you're talking like high-class restaurants. And then, you, then it went from there to like Sanford's was the place. Yes, that was like yes. Sanford's. If, you're going, if, someone, else is, if yes. someone else is paying, Sanford's <laughs> right. is the place you go, right? <laughs> right? You know a serious business when they don't even play music in the restaurant. No, no. It's silent. Yep. Like we want you to. Yeah, man. Yeah. And yes. it's not like a regular restaurant where you go in and like, what time is your reservation? There's right. two reservation times. <laughs> yeah. Six and eight. Yep. Period. And that was it, right? You can't even come in. Can't even come in. And so <clears throat> things started to blow up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it changed everything for me. When, uh, I, I used to be that, you know. Baby back ribs and Applebee's and chilies <laughs> and all that. You know, yeah. cholesterol Give was nine ninety six. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> it was just, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> and so but these other places tell you like wholesome ingredients, good food mm-hmm. that you aren't really paying that much for. Yeah, man. I mean, when I was growing up, if we got good grades or we graduated from high school or we did this, we're all going to Red Lobster. Right, right. That was it. I was like, Ooh, Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Right? Uh, up until a few years ago, people at Shepherd Express, people still put Red Lobster. Red Lobster is the, the best, best seafood, seafood restaurant. Right. Right. Qua- quantity over quality. Right. But Red Lobster, but, no shade. No, 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 no. I'll no, go no, to Red no, Lobster no. tonight. Yeah, no, 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 no shade. Well, you on your point. own on that. But 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 the but the shade. There's no shade. But 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 what I realized though, Anthony, is that these chefs were showing me that just for like Six dollars more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you a fish dish that will not be smothered in garlic butter, mm-hmm. and and you can actually taste the love behind that dish, right? I worked fast food growing up, right? Yeah, I, I worked. Too. I worked at Fuddruckers, right? Okay, wow. Yeah. I made burgers at the Fuddruckers. Burger place. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. I just made the burgers. Let me tell you, there was no love in that burger I made for you, right? <laughs> right. I was just trying to get, get to the next order, right? right? Get out of here. Get my little check, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. Right. And so you feel you feel that the love, and so it changed the game. And wow. all these chefs showed up, started to open up these great restaurants, and so I was like, I have to do my part to make sure they, mm-hmm. you know. And they paid it back tenfold. That's My first matter. way they paid it back, I had the kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. And once I had the kidney transplant, once you had the kidney transplant, you're immunosuppressed. You cannot be around people mm-hmm. because they're just little cold. Like will wipe pathogen, you out. No right, because no you doubt. have no immune system, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you don't reject the kidney. Chefs showed up and knocked, rang the doorbell and left picnic baskets full of food. Wow. Right? And so, because they knew I couldn't go out and do what I like to do, go and eat. So they brought the food, right? They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that, right? Then COVID happens, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's locked down. They could have just been like, well, you know what? I guess we'll pick up when things come back. Mm -hmm. No. Chef Leon was out there um, giving out free food. Yes, I remember. Well, uh, Caitlin Cullen at Tandem, Tandem. Ooh, gave out Tandem. everything she had. So she was like, I got to go. I'm under. She's I, like, I, I'm actually I, leaving I, the industry. I, 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 I got, got no got food everything. left. I, I sold everything. Yes, man. Right? Yes, and, yep. and, and they didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so right from that moment, I knew that we or I owed them something. And that was just, let's get the word out. Let's get different people there. 
And yeah. now it's been this, this crazy thing, man. People, I, sometimes I don't even know people. My phone like buzzes and it says, I got your number for so-and-so and they said to call you or text you <laughs> right. to find out where I can get. I got eight people coming into town and oh, where should wow. I take it? And I'm like, Jeez. oh, okay. I'm like blah, 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 blah. Hit that, hit that. You became a concierge at a, a, a culinary scene. Right, yeah. But and, that's, that's man. And and what's funny is, you know, Keith Lee? Oh my gosh, Everybody yeah. know Keith Lee? I heard it. D, D. Mosley was the original Keith Lee for us, you know what I mean? But but I think, I know I do. I look and I'm like, oh, D, if D's, uh Co-sign on it, it's just got to be fly. And the pictures look great. Right. You've been right. I mean, I've been to a, a, a Heaven's Table. Oh, First yes. First time I heard of Heaven's Table was you. Yep. You know what I mean? And a lot of people feel that way. And if you don't, follow Derek Mosley. Judge Mosley on Instagram. Get his gentleman to follow. He's royalty out here. I, I got I to gotta tell you this. So <laughs> I, I, I'm bald, right? And so I used to go to the barbershop, right? And when I go to the barbershop, you know black barbershops. You go mm-hmm. there, you talk about everything. Oh, yeah. But then when I when – I decided just to shave my own head, right? <laughs> I never went to the barbershop no more. <laughs> but you know what became my barbershop? Mr. Perkins oh, on, yes, Atkinson. on Atkinson. Yes, and so mm-hmm. I would go every morning before court. I'd get there at 7.30, sit down, and it would be me and a bunch of old heads mm-hmm. in there. And we would talk from everything about the Bucks. Packers and I'm a you know bear bear. Oh, well, you was get, you was getting it. Yeah, we were. Yeah, and we would just. I would sit there and eat. I'd get the same thing. I get my two eggs, my mm. sausage, toast, and grits. Oh, right. Whew. And I would just sit there and eat that, drinking coffee, Hang uh, on, that could peel paint. And we were still sticking to you, right? Right. We still tasting them grits, man. And we just and. That was the beauty of this. That's why I fell in love with this city. Mm-hmm. They didn't know me, right? right? I came out. I just walked in there one day, and then I came back the next day, and the third time it was like cheers. Like I walked right. in, like hey, Norm, <laughs> right? right? And, and, and I was like, hey, the mailman right. is here, right? right? And, and but you know what? There was a mailman was, in there for sure, yep. for sure, man. I'm, um, when, I mean, my mom when I was we grew up over there in the Rufus King neighborhood, and yep. when we was a kid, that was like our little treat. Yep. Going to, you know, we always ate at home, but going there. I remember seeing pictures of Kareem. Oh, Kareem, Muhammad Ali. Wilkins, all of, you know what I mean? Like, For me, it was Harold Washington, right? I came from Chicago. Yes, yes. Picture of Harold Washington up on the wall. I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> was at home. Like, you know I'm from Chicago. I'm, I'm from Chicago. at home. Because, <laughs> you know, my house had Jesus and Harold Washington on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and this, which one is more? You know, they both equally. Yes, man. Yeah, yep. I was checking. Yes, sir, man. Yeah, shout out to the the mayor, late great mayor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very influential and underrated uh, in the in the lexicon of what we're doing out here. But, but uh, like your music, like this, we're talking about food is the same thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Food brings people together. Food is that thing that sometimes I'll eat something. I'm like, ooh, this reminds me of. Oh yeah. Or there's this that, that dish that maybe your mom made, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, you see it on the menu, like, oh man, I gotta try. I got to. Like, yes. like for me, my mom made a meat, and a lot of people don't eat it, but my mom made the best chicken livers. Mm. And a lot of people don't eat it. Yeah, a lot of people but don't. when I go out and I see chicken livers, I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm gonna I, try might have, yes. I might have to get them yes, just to see, man. right? We all got, yes, definitely, D. I mean, stuff, I mean, it's things that I don't even really like per se anymore that I'll eat if they got a memory. You know what I mean? Oh, I went, yeah. I wasn't crazy about greens growing up, but if I see them and I got the opportunity to, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to give them a shot. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's a lot of You memories. eat chitlins? You get messed with chitlins? I, 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 I used to eat them until yeah. I found out what they was. Yeah, once I found out what they were, and then once I can't, because my grandma used to always make them on New Year's Day. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's a thing or yep, not. Yep. But we, um, I think one New Year's Eve, I walked in there House and like, funky. Man, I still smell them. My <laughs> nose hairs. I right now, I got you, right? Leave, you have these memories. You know? yeah. 
And uh, I mean, I, she did it. You know, she did it up to a few years ago. So we was avoiding the house on New Year's Day. Oh yeah, because yeah, I, mean, I don't even take was, the kids over there. No man, you see your clothes. <laughs> it was, but man, I would tear that up. Yeah. That that's a memory I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And that mambo sauce from oh, yeah. Harold's chicken. Jeez, man, boy. Um, mm. um, Pueblo's Pueblo food still. I know they sell hog moss. Hog moss, yeah. They do, and, and people go crazy for them. It's like a sauce. I know. I I can't get around. I, I mean, I certain things, but but if you grew up with them, oh you know yeah. I mean? You know, we grew up in Chicago. That there was, they were everywhere in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I came here. There was only one, and it was on Twenty Seventh and Capitol. Docks. You had oh, Docks fish? fish? Yeah, man. Yes, yes, sir. Man, dude, yeah. Docks fish in is that man, a Chicago. That's, that's a Chicago. Chicago. Okay, yeah. yeah, man. Ooh, that's been a while. Man, the fish next witch. To, used to be next to Popeye's. Right, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, the yeah, fish man. witch. The fish witch, yes. yeah. The fish oh, witch with cheese. Yes. Uh, yes. I and we grew up Catholic, that. so Friday. You couldn't eat meat mm-hmm. during Lent, so it was like fish witches for everybody. Like, this is the best part of Lent. We go on the dock. Yep, docks. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, or Calumet Fisheries. They mm. smoked everything. So smoked salmon, smoked Ooh. shrimp. The p- people from Chicago know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Calumet had, Fisheries. Uh, never had smoked shrimp. I got. I mm. really got into smoked salmon. I love. I make a mean smoked salmon dish. Yep. But uh, smoked salmon and. Regular salmon, mix them together with some capers and some dill and some mayo. Spread, woo, fire! But little beurre blanc on there. Yeah, little, <laughs> mother, mother sauce, mother sauce. And 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 you mentioned that I used to be in a lot of people. I don't really talk about it that often, but I used to be in the culinary industry. Oh yes, you and did. My first chef job at this restaurant I won't name. The very, I'm talking about. We opened at 11. The very first customer through the door was Derek Mosby. <laughs> I swear to God, I, for that day I fell in love with this guy. Like. <laughs> Cause we knew each other, our kids. You know what I mean. But I, but I, that thank you, D, for real. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I'll yeah, never yeah, that, bro. But uh, this gonna have to be a part two, man. This is I, can, I, I, I we ain't even we ain't even, we, we like, even we scratch so on the surface. Bro. I know, so many I know. Here, man. But, but um, I do want to talk about uh, some of the things you've done outside of. Um, well, right now you uh, head of the Marquette the, the Lubar Center, Center yep. Marquette, Marquette Law School out here. Let's go. Yeah, D. yeah. But um, so you you transition from being a judge to what you're doing now. Tell us a little bit about some. I know you heavily into unconscious bias, right? Which is right. very and, important. And yeah, we fight. We at war with that. It seems like yeah, with a lot of these things right now. But but tell us tell tell everybody out there some of the things you up to and what's your your uh, tomorrow. We did yeah. yesterday, today, tomorrow. Tell us what's yeah the tomorrow. Okay. You, uh, so, at, so at the Lubar Center, our goal is to bring people in of different nationalities, cultures, religions, socioeconomic backgrounds, political idea, ideologies into the same building to talk about issues that we all that affect us all. Mm-hmm. Right? I told you that we are all in these little silos. We we rarely do things out of our mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't live in the same neighborhoods. Our kids don't go to the same schools. We know very little about each other. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, things pop off. And when they pop off, we don't know how to react because either. Because we don't know. Because we, we don't know, know each them. other, right? Yeah, exactly. And so our goal is to bring people in so that we can start talking about those. And we do a number of ways. I'll, since we're talking about food, I'll start with that one. Mm-hmm. So the one thing we do is we do our ethnic heritage dinner. So each heritage month, we bring in chefs of that discipline. So mm-hmm. February is Black History Month. This year we're focusing on West African, Jamaican, and Creole. Mm-hmm. And so I have chefs coming in and those disciplines to prepare. So I got gumbo. Ooh. We got uh, uh, saltfish. We got jerk chicken. We've got, um, oh, we've got uh, oh, 
Fufu. Uh, man, I, I don't want to get into all the stuff well, you we got. You threw the Cajun in there. You already had me with the other Oh, we got gumbo. In there too? Oh, okay. yeah. They got gumbo. And this is happening at the Ivy House. It's at the Correct. Ivy House, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we bring people together. Our motto is meet someone, learn something, try everything. Mm. So when you come in, we sit you at a table with people you don't know. Mm. We give you half an hour to get to know each other and talk. And, and then so, so for Black History, you'll talk for a while. And then I'll come up and say, welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what we're doing. Here's our cuisine. Here's our chefs. And I bring up each chef. Chef says, well, I'm going to make for you saltfish. Mm. And I'm Jamaican, and this is the official dish of Jamaica. Right. And this is how you make it. This is why it's important to us, because fish is really available, because mm-hmm. we're an island, and stuff like that, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. And so you learn something, and then you get the dish to eat. I'm going to have Kothi. Kothi's coming. We're going to do African drumming and dance, nice. just so mm-hmm. people can see the culture, feel yes. the culture, feel that drum, mm-hmm. right? Yes. That drum that is the part original, of everything we're all about, yes, right? Mm-hmm. And feel that drum. And I, every time I say that, it reminds me of that skit with Dave Chappelle where uh, they had John Mayer playing the guitar and oh, the yeah. Black Barber. And then they had Questlove. Different Strokes thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I so, remember that. So, but, but, but so that's what we do that. We also do what we call um, our On the Issues. Mm-hmm. So it's the big issue. So yesterday was uh, we do the Marquette Law Poll. At, and so the, 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 which is a very highly third regarded high, and third respected Third ranked poll, poll yes, in the country indeed. now. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> and, and so we... Uh, it don't matter until the Marquette Law Poll say we ain't listening to. Uh, yeah, no, we to, were right uh, on all of to it. To Francine and Kevin in yeah. New Jersey, yeah. we're talking about the Marquette Law Poll. But go ahead. And, and so we 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 had our on the issues yesterday. So we we divulged our poll yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so we have events where we bring people in, we talk about, it, we break it down the poll. Mm-hmm. I do a thing called Get to Know, where I bring somebody from the community that affects your life every day that you really don't know. Mm-hmm. I just had Peggy Williams Smith, the uh, CEO of Visit Milwaukee. Yes, yes. She mm-hmm. came and talked about the convention coming, talked about these cruise ships that still freak me out when I go by the lake, <laughs> right? Right, you're used to seeing that. You're used to lake saying Michigan, that, right? This close. Right? And then I have uh, um, Cecilia Gore coming in. Oh, wow. And okay. you know she's the executive director of the Milwaukee Brewers Community Foundation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sister. And mm-hmm. what people don't understand about uh, Cecilia Gore is she introduced the 50-50 raffle to the Brewers. Wow. She's the reason why they have that raffle. That's people walking that, out of there with Man, with, with grips figures, of money, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. And shout so, out to Cecilia Gore. Beautiful. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Shout and out so, to the Brewers. The GOAT. Very, very good. Brewers, very, very active in our community. Um, and, and, very yep. active. And silent active. Yeah, yeah. They do we, it. They're we, not, they don't have yeah, to be yeah, out there and like, hey, look at us, look at us. Look at what we're doing for the black community. No, they don't do that. We have kids that go to, we went to the same grade school. There's a playground there. Mm-hmm. You know who built that playground? Who? Cecilia Gore and the Brewers Community Foundation. Let's go. And so, yes, and, and so, that's you know, people don't, and that's why you're doing that because people right? don't know these people things. don't know these mm-hmm. things. I right? give them their flowers while they're alive, they're alive right? Yes, while you can smell them. While you can smell them, and mm-hmm. so that's what we do. And our events have been crazy. Our food events sell out in a day. Yeah, man. We, you uh, know, it's, it's we we bought tickets to the to the Latin one that you did. Yep, I believe yep, it was last yep. year. I dropped the ball and I still ain't let that one down. I, I bought the damn tickets immediately. I was like, D, tell me, buy these tickets right away. We bought them and then the next day was like, oh, that was last night. But we contributed. We missed oh, the food. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, the point is, these are these are people, right. these are well attended events. They're well attended events and people. they're people, they're diverse events. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. despite the fact of who we are as a city, there's things you go to that really aren't all that diverse, oh, yeah, man. right? Yes, I mean, there, there are a few things. Like, I, I think Bucks games have become really diverse. Oh my God, right? it's, 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 it's one, one of the, the most diverse places. Yep, sure, yep. Sure. For, uh, all uh, socioeconomic 
can fit into yeah. the, in the art yeah. you know yep. what I mean? I mean there and so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to play you a place where you go and you see everybody. All that. different cultures and having a good time. And so that's what we try to do. And we hopefully learn learn from each other. And mm-hmm. and so that's what we do at the Lubar Center. And so um it's been amazing. I've only been there for a year and like fifteen days yeah. now. And oh, for you count? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Beginning of the, or yeah, the I started of January of uh, twenty twenty three. Okay, geez. and so yeah, and it's been you know it's a. And, it, and do you feel like uh, I mean, in comparison, I mean, you've been you only been doing it for a little bit more mm-hmm. than a year, like you said, but compared to your pre, your prior careers, your iterations of your career, yeah, uh, DA, judge, how do you, how does this? Oh. Does this this is the uh, uh, giving back kind well, of thing? No, how this is you, the creme you, de la creme. Yeah, okay, this okay. is yeah, this is I, <laughs> this is yeah, this would have been a job I'd have done before that. Yeah, before so those now other you, things. Now, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, this yeah, more, yeah. This is more uh, fun or oh more yeah, it, a passion but thing. If it wasn't for those other things, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now, no right? Because I ran for when you're a judge, you run for office, mm-hmm. and oh, so yeah. by running for office, I'm on the same cycle as the mayor, mm-hmm. senators. Congressman, oh, yeah. and so when we're out there campaigning, we're all together kicking it. During mm-hmm. that time, we're all on the same, same team, for the same right? Yeah, because we're all trying to get votes. Yeah, and yeah. I signed that petition yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah, the years. Yeah. yeah, and no. so while you do that, you meet people. And so when I do these get to know events, it's not like I'm calling somebody cold and be like, "Hey, Cecilia, you don't know me, but I mm-hmm. love to have you here." Mm-hmm. This is like Cecilia. I love to have you here, right? Right, right? Which is like we did with the playground. I mean, mm-hmm. you, these connections and and just pick up the phone and just say, "Hey, we need help over here." Yeah, man. We and we got we got students who go to this school that can't climb the ladder, can't swing. Mm-hmm. Can we need? And you know, that's how you. And, and, that's how and you make it. Good on you, D, for like. I mean, you definitely seem to be committed to service. You know what I mean? Whether it's a law or being a judge or what you're doing right now, you definitely seem to be. Uh, about things more than just yourself, yep. which is which is one thing I want everybody to take from this. So like I said, I know Derek on a personal tip, and it's always about others. I rarely it, hear you like, "Hey," I mean, you might. I mean, other than you asking somebody to do something for you, sure. even when you're doing that, it's for somebody else. Right, you know what I mean? Right. I remember we used to do the uh, this thing at Seaford Elementary School. Yeah, still tell, do. Tell it. me a little bit about so that. Seaford, super dope. Yeah, so Seaford, we would do the welcomes. So. Everybody does it now, right? But we we were biters, the originators, right? Ass people. No, so, so, but but <laughs> you know, talking, but you every first day of school they got the red carpet mm-hmm. and all that. We started that. Yeah, me, Danette, Justin. Shout out to Danette. What up, Danette? Uh, and, and and we would just line up. So I I would just make a call out and say, I need police officers, I need firefighters, I need teachers, I need doctors, I need vets. Mm-hmm. I need you dressed in your gear that you wear to work because mm-hmm. we're gonna line these sidewalks. When these kids get off the bus, they're gonna walk this gauntlet. And see doctors and lawyers mm-hmm. and uh, engineers and teachers and walk into that classroom to say, "Hey, I could be these people. They, we, if I can do, if they can do what I, I can, I can do it." And so yeah, that's why we man. do it. And so that's why we started that whole thing with Seifert because I wanted people to see mm-hmm. all this stuff. There's some amazing people in the community it that is, these kids need to see. And I, th- I think that's what it is. I mean, I'm sure we both know that seeing other people in some of the roles that we aspire to, like physically seeing them, the guy from the guy get out of his car and walk into his house. That's the police officer that inspires some people to be policemen. You yep. know? So having to be somebody you see that's what near you. Yep. You know what I mean? Somebody you could physically touch, you know? Looking you in the face, telling you, yeah, you got it, bro. Sometimes a high five, man, oh. to a kid or something. Or it like it means, slap or it means everything, and right? And we play music and they go running through this yeah, gauntlet of people mm-hmm. shaking hands. But but it's about, it's about the kids because the kids, you know, not everybody was born with 
the greatest situations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can't control that, but I can do whatever I can to make that situation better. And Absolutely you know, w- one of the things uh, that I did when I was a judge, and I've now taken it with me to Marquette, we call it the MEDAL program. Mm-hmm. And it's the acronym M E D A L. Okay. So I only do it in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's mornings. It's like from nine to noon. That's it. Okay. And the kids show up. I have them first day write down what do you want to do for a living, and they write it down. I tell them put it in an envelope, seal it. I keep the envelopes. Mm-hmm. First day's the M, medicine. Okay. So we go to the Medical College of Wisconsin. They all get little white coats. Oh. They get to meet uh, med students. See what it's like to be in a classroom, wow. learn how to like diagnose certain things. Then Tuesday's the E. We go to MSOE mm. and they learn how to code to make this car travel this road, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday's the D, dental school. They go to the dental school in Marquette. They learn how to fill a tooth. They teach them how to do that. Wow. Uh, the A is architecture. And we actually go to MATC for that because I want the trades and architecture because mm-hmm. right now we need plumbers. We need, man, man, yeah, let me nah. tell you, when I pay my plumber to do it all <laughs> over model. again, yeah. right, right? And, and yes, so <laughs> and then we end at the law school. And the reason why I do this so these kids can see what they could be that they never, you know, you just said, you see the police officer get out of his car, go to mm-hmm. his house in your neighborhood. I want to be a cop. Yeah, man. Right? The Not week's over. Mm-hmm. I, op- I say, open up your envelopes. They open it up. And what do I hear? I want to play for the Bucks. I want, <laughs> right. I want to play I want for to the Packers. Right. I want to be a rapper. Yes, right? Man. And then I say, well, what, 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 what do you think you want to do? Right? And they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I really liked meds. I mean, I liked was architecture yeah, was man. cool. And I learned uh, that I can go to culinary school at MATC yes. or I can learn to be a plumber mm-hmm. or, and, and just, just let them see something different. Right. Man, man that's so huge, man. This man, do you, you a great guy as a person, but the stuff that you're doing for our, for our community is, is amazing, man. And uh, appreciate that. We, uh, we need to uh, email this man, tell him we need a new uh, I don't want to say mayor because I love the mayor. <laughs> hey, D, come on, D. No, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. We are. No. no, D. I, I'm, I'm, you I'm good. No, I'm, you I'm good. where I'm at. Yes, I'm good. You good. You good. Yeah. You, this is probably a better role for you, to be honest, man. But, but D, man, I, man, I can't thank you enough, dude. I, I appreciate really it, man. man. Um, this has been a really, really informative uh, informative thing for me personally, and I'm sure the, the audience is going to love it, man. And we uh, – I always tell people we're going to have them back. We definitely going to have you back, man. I, this is this is amazing, man. Well, people don't understand this. This is like our Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Me and you just sitting and talking. Yeah, and man. It's just, we, we, but, yes. And now we're people like joining in on our Friday. Right, but, right. And it's probably best that we kind of... Uh, wrap it up because if we get into too deep, we might really <laughs> we might not have a second one. They might not do another one, nah, no, for real. But but yeah, man, Derek, I uh, I thank you, my brother, man. Thank, thank you. you so much, and thank y'all for tuning in. Hopefully, y'all got some nuggets and some jewels out of this one, man. This is definitely a a, a good friend of all of ours for our city and our community, man. And uh, give him a five. I mean, I don't want you to stalk him and blow his socials up, but definitely keep an eye on what my man is doing on social media. This has been yesterday, today, tomorrow with the illustrious Derek Mosley. Thank you, D. Thank you, my friend. Anytime. Yes, yes.